Pierre-Luc Dubois returns to Winnipeg and helps the LA Kings get their first win of the season. We will talk all about that with a special guest, Austin Stanovich of the Hockey News, next on Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and we're also on YouTube. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Well, we are excited for today's show for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, the LA Kings picked up their first win of the season, knocking off the Winnipeg Jets in their road opener by a score of five to one. We're going to get into all the details of that, including Pierre Luc Dubois' successful return to Winnipeg to face his old team. We're also excited because because we have a new guest joining us on today's show. Uh, He is from the Hockey News and covers the Los Angeles Kings. His name is Austin Stanovich, and uh, we are excited to have him here. You can follow him on Twitter or the site formerly known as Twitter. He is at astanovich 68 uh, Austin, it is great to have you with us for the first time, and uh, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for my first appearance in the Lockdown LA Kings podcast. Uh, and, and hopefully not the last uh, as well, but uh, great to get you on. And uh, real quick, before we get into the Kings big win last night, uh, if you don't mind, um, maybe give us a little bit of your story. Are you an LA Kings fan? Are you from LA? Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. And by the way, congratulations on the new job with the Hockey News. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I did grow up a Kings fan. Uh, I grew up in Lakewood, which is you know like 30 minutes outside of Los Angeles. So it's pretty natural for me to be a Kings fan. Played the game all my life growing up. Played in college, just club hockey, Long Beach State. And that's where I kind of got into the uh, journalism side of things. Over the last couple of years, I've been able to kind of <clears throat> forge a career in that industry. I got my master's degree this last June from USC in journalism. And that's kind of how I got this job at the Hockey News. Just excited start there now well that's awesome i actually play my uh, my beer league hockey out there in lakewood uh, on friday and saturday night so uh, yeah i'm like five it, minutes away from that rink it's really yeah. good good times i'm certainly not as good as you but uh, it is it's fun to play and i have a good time with it so uh so you're gonna help us recap the king's win last night over the winnipeg jets definitely want to get your thoughts on the game but i want to start with Pierre-Luc Dubois, who was kind of the the big underlying story of the game returning to face his old team. And I have to admit, when I first heard about the possibility of the Kings getting Pierre-Luc Dubois, I wasn't really on board. Uh, But all I knew about him was his reputation. And once I dug into it a little bit deeper, I thought, well, this guy is, he produces. If If he's so unhappy, I mean, he's still putting up numbers. If he goes somewhere where he's happy, maybe he plays even better, but um, I wonder what your thoughts were on Pierre-Luc Dubois when you heard the Kings might be getting him, and then once they got him, your thoughts on, on the trade. Yeah, initially I was kind of more uh, on your side of not being as stoked, not so much for the reputation thing. I, one of the things I've I've learned in my early career is that a lot of those reputation things around players just aren't very accurate most of the time, but for me it was the, the trading of a lot of assets like Gabe Velarde, 
Alex Ifollow, I kind of figured would be gone, but I had concerns over would Pierre-Luc Dubois really be a big enough upgrade over Gabe Velarde to add on two players and a draft pick. And, you know, some of those, some of those concerns are still there. I'm still not totally sold on Pierre-Luc Dubois as a center right now, if I'm being honest, is does not have a good faceoff percentage. He's okay, not amazing defensively, but on the other side of things, I absolutely get why the Kings are so interested in him. He is just an ideal, if he can fix those small issues, he's an ideal center. He's so big. He's so physical. He's mean. He has all the skill you'd expect from a guy drafted where he was drafted. So I'm coming around to the idea. I still think, obviously, it's too early to make any definitive judgments, but I, I think there are things definitely to keep an eye on with, like, if he can improve the faceoff percentage, if he can get better defensively, the Kings have just an absolute player on their hands. I mean, they have a genuine superstar if he adds those things to his game. So I absolutely get why Rob Blake made the move, and now we just have to wait and see if it works out the way I'm guessing he hope, he hopes it does. Well, very early on in just kind of the first round of this, I guess, advantage Kings, uh, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois goes into Winnipeg. Here's the booze. Didn't seem to bother him one bit. I know that uh, before and after the game, he answered all the questions from all the media and didn't seem bothered by any of the distractions. I guess that wasn't really a distraction. But most importantly, he goes out there, gets the first goal of the game, and helps the Kings get their first win of the season. So on the ice, certainly a great uh, game for him. And then if you want to look at the other side of it, unfortunately, Gabe Velarde gets hurt. I believe I saw today he's out like four to six weeks with a knee issue. And then Alex Iafalo and Rasmus Kupari uh, didn't have a point uh, as well. So at least initially, uh, not a bad uh, beginning, I guess, when you look at that trade between the two teams. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a situation where it ends up being bad for the Kings. Like Pierre-Luc Dubois is a very, very good player. So in that sense, you know, they got the best player right now out of that trade. So that's always going to be a positive for it. And now it's just, again, that kind of that wait and see if he can take his game to the next level. And I'm assuming based on the assets the Kings gave up and the contract they gave him, they feel they can get him to that next level. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think they're wrong. I don't necessarily disagree, especially if he is happier to be in LA. You, you figure he's going to, you know, have the tools to take it to that next level. And yeah, like you said, Gabe Bellardi, the injury, you, you hate to see that for him, but it is, it has been a theme throughout his career. And you, you kind of wonder if that was part of the thinking and sending him the other way in that trade. And, you know, Alex Iafal is a very good player, but King couldn't afford him. And Rasmus Kupari, a player who I really like. You know, he is what he is. He's kind of a 4C now, and you can always part with those guys. Well, it was not only a nice return for Pierre-Luc Dubois, but a nice return for Arthur Kaliev coming back from his four-game suspension. Uh, also had a goal in this one as well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the first period for the LA Kings and why they were able to uh, stay in the game. Uh, but uh, all around, once the Kings kind of got out of that first period, uh, pretty much took over the game, got contributions from a lot of guys. Uh, Trevor Moore, certainly a couple of goals there as well. So uh, it seems like once they kind of settled down, I don't know what's going on with the with the starts of games for the Kings at this point, but we saw a little bit of that last year. But once they got going, uh, we're certainly the better team against Winnipeg last night. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first period had a lot of the, uh, to use a phrase, Tom McClellan likes those connectivity issues that they've had earlier in games. They're pretty sloppy with their passing. They weren't really connecting on things. They just looked a little disjointed. But they came out for the second and just looked like a much better team. I think they looked closer to what we expect this Kings team to look like at their peak. And that is just relentless with their top nine attacking you in waves and now finishing these chances too, which is 
you know, always a huge plus. I think in the first two games, I don't have the stats in front of me, but they it's not like they were, you know, getting dominated analytically. They're getting their chances. They're getting their shots. Maybe weren't getting a save here or there, weren't finishing a few of these chances, and it, it kind of all came together last night for them against Winnipeg. And when you send out guys like Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari, and Gabe Velarde, you're obviously losing some depth, and we were looking for the Kings to have some of their – you know, complimentary players kind of stepping up this year. And I think Trevor Moore was certainly one of those guys. He got injured last year, so that certainly hurt his numbers. But strong start for Trevor so far this season. Yeah, he looks just so good. I mean, he looks really fantastic. I think a lot of people have been saying, you know, Trevor Moore looks like Trevor Morgan. I think he looks better than Trevor Moore has ever looked. He's added a shot to his game that he's never had before. He's consistently been a player who scores under his expected goals, and he does not look like that player right now. If he can, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves at this point, say he's going to score 30 goals. But, you know, if he can hit that 20 to 25 mark, that's absolutely massive for the Kings. And talking to him in training camp, the, I think the concussion issues he dealt with last year were a lot worse than maybe the team or he even led on publicly. He, I mean, he said it, he, he was never healthy last year after he got hurt the first time. It was, it was pretty difficult for him. And now he's healthy and able to kind of show what he's capable of. Much more coming up here with Austin Stanovich. Uh, we're going to talk about the Kings goaltending and Cam Talbot uh, last night in Winnipeg. We'll do that and more here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you are buying tickets to your next big event. I don't because I use Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm going to see the Steelers play the Rams this coming Sunday, and I use Game Time to buy my tickets. The app is very easy to navigate and use. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, and the best prices guaranteed. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase i love how you can view your seats before you buy them so you know exactly what you're going to get game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets all in prices show you the total up front so you know you're getting a great deal with no hidden fees buy tickets in seconds with two taps of the app just download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code Locked on NHL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. eBay Motors has everything you need from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll know exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you are guaranteed to get your part right every time or your money back. Because of the eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit available to U.S. customers. All right, we've got more with Austin Stanovich, who covers the LA Kings for the Hockey News. And I know a lot of Kings fans were uh, looking for the Kings to go out and upgrade the goalie situation in the offseason. Obviously, they decided to go in a different direction. And then after the first two games of the season, the Kings fans were obviously uh, hitting the panic button a little bit early. Uh, but Cam Talbot last night against Winnipeg was phenomenal. I thought uh, the first period kept him in the game. And then, uh, unfortunately, late he lost the shutout. But 
Uh, if we can get that kind of Tam- Cam Talbot the rest of the season, I think we're not going to have to worry too much about the goalie situation. But what did you think about his performance last night and overall the Kings uh, goalie situation right now? I thought Talbot was very good last night. I think it was exactly the kind of game the Kings need from their goalies. They need a couple big saves here and there. They don't need him to stand on his head and have 60 saves or anything insane like that. They just need they just need him to make timely saves, the saves he needs to make. He makes a big save on Kupari on the partial breakaway and a couple more in the first, like you said, to keep him in it. And it, he looked calm. He looked comfortable. He kind of looked like what you want to see from your goalie. And that, you know, I'm one of those people who's not going to claim to know a ton about the technical side of goaltending it's just it's over my head a little bit but I mean I think Glenn Murray said it perfectly if he's stopping pucks he's playing well in my eyes and Cam was was stopping pucks last night so he's playing really well overall I think we still do have to have that question mark he's the Kings goalie situation coming in was maybe a little it was their their one weakness I think anyone can kind of see that and I don't think we've answered any questions after three games certainly not with the backup situation, we got to see what Phoenix Copley can do in his next start. But I've been saying all summer, Kings fans should be cautiously optimistic about Cam Talbot coming in just because he's a goalie who's found success when he's kind of put in a situation to succeed. When he was with Todd and Edmonton, he had that one really good year. And if the Kings can continue to limit high high danger chances like they have in the last two years, I do think Cam Talbot will find, again, not – Vesna trophy candidate form, but good enough form to win them games. And then it's just going to be, you know, is it Phoenix Copley or is it David Riddick behind him? We're going to have to wait and see on that. Now we know to open the season, uh, the Kings had made it no secret that Talbot was going to start the opener and that Copley was going to get the start in game two, regardless of how well Talbot played in that first game. But I got to believe after seeing that performance uh, in Winnipeg, that the next game in Minnesota, I would be very surprised if Talbot's not back in that. What do you think? I think that'll be really interesting to see from Todd just because he, the reason he said that Copley was going to get the second game no matter what is because he needs to get the games, he needs to get the reps to kind of knock the rust off. So there might be some of that similar thinking where, where Todd just saying, hey, throw Phoenix in. He needs to get get into his form, get into his rhythms, a word he likes to use a lot. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if he see Phoenix Copley in tomorrow night against Minnesota, but I think Cam Talbot certainly earned the start tomorrow. We all know the Kings penalty kill is going to be under the microscope this season. Uh, it was certainly called out last year by Rob Blake. Uh, Todd McClellan said in the offseason it was their summer project. So far, and it's early. We have to say it's early with all these things. But so far, one power play goal against in 11 opportunities. I thought it looked really good last night against Winnipeg. Not that the Jets have the power play of a Colorado or at Edmonton, somebody like that. But uh, what have you thought so far early on about what we've seen from the uh, the Kings PK? I think it looks good. I do like that they move to a more aggressive style. They don't kind of let people pass around them and get open spots. I'm still pretty concerned with uh, leaving the defenseman isolated in front of the net. I think that is going to hurt them against better teams. And just in general, having that set up where guys can get isolated easily when you do play high-powered power plays like the one Edmonton has, it's very easy for your Connor McDavid's nearly on dry sidles to isolate players and kind of take advantage of that. But certainly the early signs for it look like if nothing else, it's better than it was last year, which is kind of all you can hope for at this point. As far as the Kings power play, um, it was such a strength last year and we've seen the shorthanded issues uh, with the Kings as far as allowing two shorthanded goals against Carolina they could have allowed a couple of shorthanded goals against Winnipeg, if not for one big save from Cam Talbot, and then the other one, the Jets just kind of botched it. 
Is this just early season, uh, not in the flow yet? Or what's going on here with the Kings giving up these really bad shorthanded chances? Yeah, I definitely think some of it's just trying to knock the rust off. I also, I don't think we can overlook the impact of not having Victor Arvidsson and really not having a right shot in front of either of the units. Uh, whenever I bring up the power play, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to um, all the Kingsmen when Jack Han was on there because he talks about Jim Hiller's power play when he worked with him in Toronto and the importance of having someone with the right-handedness in front for him is massive. And the Kings don't have that right now, so it's kind of throwing off the entire flow. It looks like he's maybe found ways around that where he drops Pierre-Luc Dubois really far into the corner and then has him create from there. But it, it does it does change things. It, it'll take a couple games, a couple weeks probably, for them to really get in the flow of things. I'm not a stage where I'm worried about it, but certainly it's something that fans should be keeping an eye on right now. Well, you talked about the injury to Victor Arvidsson. They'll have to deal uh, with without him for a while, and we've had these issues now with the salary cap and the, the you know the gymnastics that they're doing uh, with that. Is maybe I'm looking for a silver lining here, but is is this kind of early season? I don't want I don't think turmoil is too strong of a word, but just some of this stuff that they're having to go through early on maybe gets the Kings ready for whatever obstacles are going to come their way for the rest of the season. And there's, you know, there's no excuses, obviously you're kind of starting off dealing with different things, but could this maybe be a bit of a positive for the Kings? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, a good positive spin to put on it. Obviously it's never good to lose a player of Victor Arvin's quality, but not only does it kind of help them battle through adversity early, it also frees up the cap space for them to carry a full roster. Now they don't have to, worry about the same things they're worrying up worrying about before but i think just generally speaking facing those kind of things early is i don't think it's ever a bad thing that's for sure and they went to australia and talked a lot about how close the group came from that they start the season against two of the best teams in the league like if if you're someone who thinks that facing adversity early is a good thing for the team the kings have definitely faced it so that's got to be a positive we're going to talk more with Austin Stanovich from the Hockey News about some of the uh, younger faces that we've seen with the Kings so far and some that we may be seeing here in the near future. We'll do that here in just a moment on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Andre Kopitar scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds pretty good, right? Well, you know what else sounds good? You winning 100 times your money by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app as your official Daily Fantasy app. Of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Austin Matthews had back-to-back hat tricks to start the season for Toronto. How hot will he stay? Would you bet on him staying hot, or is his luck running out soon? With Sleeper, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers 100 times payout, 100 times. And although we love the NHL, it's not just about hockey. You got Major League Baseball's postseason going on right now. The NFL is in full swing. So is college football and the NBA starting up soon as well. Now's a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action. Make the right picks and you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, we are uh, got a little bit more with Austin Stanovich here, the Hockey News. I do want to remind you that the Kings play at the Minnesota Wild Thursday evening, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast on the LA Kings uh, Sirius XM channel. It's on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. 
Uh, Austin, we talked about uh, Victor Arvidsson going down, and and as with every every sport, they talk about next man up or opportunity for somebody else. Alex Laferriere uh, has come up and looked pretty good. I know there there were some Kings fans saying to me, "This guy's NHL ready." During the preseason, I'm like, "Oh, let's hold on. Can he play an NHL game first before we uh, go all in?" But you know how excited fans get about the next young guy. And Alex Laferriere, he has, doesn't have a goal yet or a point, but uh, looking good. He's got good size. He doesn't seem overwhelmed by anything. And it was fun in that first game when he got into that scrap and his family was going crazy. Uh, what do you think about Alex Laferriere? I, yeah, I think he's been great. I mean, he's a guy that for a while now, every time I've seen him at development camp or this year in training camp, he just continues to impress. And it seems like the Kings coaching staff kind of had a similar impression of him. He, A lot of guys you see coming out of Harvard nowadays – are very NHL ready, and I think he follows that trend. He plays, you know, to use a cliche, he plays the game the right way. He's always on the defensive side of the puck. He kind of plays in straight lines. He's a good fit for guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kevin Fiala. He can kind of be that compliment piece to him. Like you said, the points haven't come, and I don't think he's ever going to be a big-time, you know, 30-goal point producer type of player, but I think he is perfect for the role he's playing right now, really complimenting two very high-skilled players, and I, I think we will see – points starting to come and I mean it's just it's great for the Kings to get him as a part of this second wave of prospects that they need to come up and supplement the team they need those guys on entry-level contracts to help with as we already said the the cap constraints they deal with having a guy like Alex Ferrier come up and be NHL ready is such a big benefit for them on so many levels I have admitted it many times on this show I am a bit of a Jordan Spence fanboy uh he's getting his chance I know he did have the bit of the gaff there trying to hold the puck in with his glove got underneath him for a shorthanded chance the other way but he is another guy who doesn't look like the, the moments ever too big for him I really like him running the King's second power play unit um, and of course there is Brant Clark waiting in the wings there what what do you think that situation is going to be like for the Kings going forward as far as the third pairing and and uh, you know is or, or will you ever see Brant Clark and Jordan Spence together I, what's what's that going to be about yeah, I don't know if we're going to see Brent Clark and Jordan Smith together. Tom McClellan talked a lot last year that he really doesn't like having two guys that play the same, that are the same handedness playing on a pair together. Yeah. Certainly, if there was a couple injuries or Tobias Bjornfoot and Andreas England really aren't cutting it up there, I don't think they're going to refuse to do it. But I definitely don't think it'll be a, a first choice type of situation for Todd McClellan. And like you, I've always been a big fan of Jordan Smith. I think he's just a very good player. We talked about it being a positive to face adversity at every level, Jordan Spence has faced adversity and overcame it. And I think he just continues to do that each and every level. And he did beat out Brent Clark for that spot. And I don't think that's a, I don't think him taking that spot was a knock on Brent Clark who had a, a solid camp. It was just Jordan Spence was undeniably the better player. I mean, he was so good this camp and he really has earned that spot over the last year to 18 months. Uh, Alex Turcotte is certainly a guy who's had a lot of bad luck, but it seems like maybe, fingers crossed, you know, things are going his way now. Uh, he's already got a goal early on with the Ontario Reign. He had a healthy camp. Seems like he's, you know, at least being healthy enough that maybe he gets an opportunity at some point. Do you think we see him at some point during the season with the Kings? Yeah, I definitely think we'll see Turcotte up with the Kings at some point. I mean, we've already seen a couple injuries and suspensions happen. Those will continue to happen, and I think right now – with LaFerriere already up in the lineup, Alex Turcott has to be the next forward up for the LA Kings. And another player I've liked since the day they drafted him, even, you know, hindsight being 20, hindsight 2020, you probably wouldn't take him because the injury problems, but 
I really like this player. Zach Dooley put it perfectly. His problem is not ability, it's availability. And right now he looks available, he looks healthy, he looks strong. He looks more like the player the Kings wanted him to be when they drafted him. I don't know if he'll ever be that top six center you want for, you want from a player who was drafted in that position, but I definitely think he can come up, make an impact in the NHL, and hopefully in the next year or so establish himself on this Kings roster. I asked Rob Blake if he if they still view Alex Turcott as a core part of this team's future. And he said, yeah, and I'm going to take him at his word there. So I, I do think we'll see Turco at some point. And final one for you. I did want to ask you about uh, Todd McClellan uh, now going into his fifth season as head coach of the Kings. They've made the playoffs the last two years. Of course, no secret that the, the organization is looking for more from this team. Uh, he did get the one year extension before the season is a slight vote of confidence, I suppose. Um, Look, I like Todd McClellan personally, and I think he's done a good job. But again, the organization is spending to the cap. They've made big moves after big moves to improve this team, and the pressure certainly is on him. Do you feel like uh, do you feel like Todd McClellan's the guy that can get the Kings ultimately to where they want to be? I don't think he's not, or it's impossible for him to be. He certainly hasn't been up to this point. I'm like you. I I like Todd McClellan on a personal level. I think he's done certainly a good enough job to earn that one year extension. But I think that one year extension is a sign that they're it's kind of a message to him like if you don't get past the first round this year we're moving on from you and I think that's probably the right decision from management at this point he's met expectations or overachieved like he did two years ago in every season but I don't think he's blowing anyone away right now he is well liked in the locker room he has from what I can tell still has the players on his side which is always a benefit for any coach but certainly I think he needs a show this year. It doesn't have to be a cup win, but he has to show that they can go beyond the first round, that they can be a genuine threat for the cup if he wants to continue on with this team. That is Austin Stanovich of the Hockey News. He covers the LA Kings, and I guess he covers the Ducks too, from what I hear. I don't know why you'd want to do that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at A Stanovich, S T N O V I C H 68. Don't forget the 68. Austin, it was it was great to have you on. I uh, really enjoyed your insights, enjoyed the conversation. hope you did too, and we would definitely love to have you on again at some point during the season. Yeah, I would love to come on anytime you'll have me. It was a blast. All right, Austin. Uh, take care. We'll see you out at Crypto, I'm sure, here in the near future, and uh, we'll be interested to see how the Kings go from here. But thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on the Kings every day uh, coming up tomorrow, we'll obviously preview the Kings game in Minnesota against the Wild. Friday, we'll recap that game. And also on Friday, as you know, it is a L.A. Kings fan feedback show. Your questions, your comments, anything going on with the L.A. Kings, you can send an email locked on Eddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E or post your comments if you're watching on YouTube in the comment section below. Really appreciate your feedback, your questions, your comments coming up on Friday. And stay interactive with the show on social media, on X or Twitter or whatever it is, uh, and also Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.